Welcome to another episode of the Gumby and Wumby podcast. Today I have a special guest replacing Anakin Machado. We have my great friend, Windsor Beale. Hello. Welcome to the show, Windsor. I'm glad to have you back in Colorado. I hope you're enjoying your time back here. Uh, as we said in the last episode, we just picked you up from the airport and you are here from Arizona. Yes, I am. And I'm glad to be here, Joey Wumby. Oh, I'm glad to hear. How's Arizona treating you? It's good. It's good. It's nice. Um, winters are beautiful. Summers are miserable. <laughs> but other than that, it's great. Everything's open. I'm glad it's to wild. hear. wild. Everything, everything's open, you said. Yes, yes, yes. From restaurants to buffets, you can dine in. It's got to be cautious. Wear your mask and only sit in your group. <laughs> wow. I, I guess so. I mean, everything in Colorado is pretty much closed right now. And I know a bunch of other states are closed. And I know a lot of them are going back into restrictions. But... It's really surprising that Arizona is pretty wide open, as you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty great. I mean, it's not terrible. You just got to stay safe, wear a mask, you know? Yeah, I think that's what everyone has got to do right now is just uh, try their best to stay safe. There's nothing else, much else you can really do in these crazy times. No, no, because, I mean, if I get COVID, I mean, it, it's really going to hurt me because, I mean, it's going to stop me from working and stop me from going to school. And those are the two only things I do in Arizona. <laughs> well. <laughs> Speaking of work in school, what are you doing down in Arizona? I'm going to school for uh, diesel technology, learning the trade of the diesel engines and generators and all the construction equipment and stuff. It's pretty cool. Well, hell yeah. I've heard there's a lot of money in there. I know a lot of people who have personally gone into that field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard work, but you got to do what you got to do, you know? Do what you enjoy. I think that's most important. Uh, what is the name of your school again? Uh, Universal Technical Institute, UTI. Ah, what a classic. Oh, it's great. I've seen a lot of commercials there uh, in Colorado recently. It's actually quite surprising. I've also started to see some commercials from my own college. Me and Windsor, we both go to, I guess you could call them trade schools. Ah, yes. You see them. You see them. Especially as soon as you sign up, you see them even more. Oh, yes, you do. (laughs) I think it's uh, the next generation of kids. I think they're really going to start drifting towards trade schools. I don't see a lot of kids leaning towards going to traditional four-year colleges because they're just so expensive. And I feel like with uh, the generation above us, millennials, you see a lot of them go to college, graduate, and then not use their degrees for anything. I'm not trying to name names or point fingers, but I think we all know a few. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I mean, the trades, it's, that's where the job security is because you can get a job right out of that versus a degree. It's just you can go really anywhere and do anything, but it's not really that specific. Yeah, and you can be self-employed. Oh, man. This week has been an interesting week with the COVID vaccine running out and starting to be distributed throughout the United States. We've seen multiple people in politics get the vaccine on live news, such as uh, Mike Pence. There was also a nurse in Vermont who got the vaccine on live news and then proceeded to faint. (laughs) <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny, but don't worry, she only fainted because she's afraid of needles, and she said it's happened multiple times. Personally, I'm afraid of needles, too. I had to get uh, allergy shots for about two years. That was no fun. Ooh, that sounds pretty pretty great. <laughs> you ever had a back scratch test? <laughs> nope. Oh. Oh, God. You take, like, this little scalpel, and they put little antibodies of stuff you're allergic to on the 
hand. I probably used the wrong word. But then they just like scratch your back a little with it and well, those scratches will start to inflame if you're allergic to whatever they scratched you with. And oh man, when they did my back, my entire back just started swelling up. It was awful. Oh, that sounds pretty awful. Yeah. No fun at all. Because I've gotten shots, vaccines. I think we all have. We all had to get them when we were younger. I think they're a lot easier when we were younger because we didn't really have a choice. Yeah. They'd hold us down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But now you do have a choice. Uh, speaking of choices and vaccines, I know a lot of people who did not choose to get the flu vaccine or did choose. But now you got a new choice of vaccine to get with the COVID vaccine coming out. I think it's going to kind of be similar to the flu vaccine with each year. There's going to be a new type of vaccine rolling out that they will strongly advise that you get. What do you think, Windsor? I mean, I could see that definitely being a possibility. But I think in order to get rid of social distancing and get rid of masks, we'd all have to get vaccinated, which that's not going to take. That's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. And, you know, there's communities who don't like to get vaccinated either. And they're strongly against and opposed all types of vaccinations. Yeah, which is crazy. But, I mean, people have their own opinions, and they're going to do what they're going to do, but that stops the whole world from being able to open up. It's going to be interesting to see what these next years will look like with COVID and how the entire world is going to change its outlook on disease and safety. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, masks, they're going to be around forever, you know? I believe it. Because, I mean, they were around before COVID in certain places just because of population or pollution. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if you started to see them in highly populated cities in the United States, like New York, maybe Chicago. I, I definitely would think that you would keep seeing masks in New York even after COVID ends just because of people having a health scare. I think COVID really uh, impacted the mental abilities of a lot of people didn't uh, harm them i would say but definitely changed their views yeah especially the older folks you know the ones that are at risk because yeah. like i don't know both my grandpas they're terrified of it and they're the only ones in my family that are terrified of it they won't come outside or do anything but i mean that's they gotta do what they gotta do because they're the only ones at risk some people are taking risks and some people are being safe but honestly i gotta say the best thing to do right now is play it safe you never know how long you're gonna have people to hang out with and you never know how long they're going to be around with this crazy stuff happening, like COVID. I mean, 2020 has been a crazy year. Who knows if 2020 will, 2021 will be even wilder. <laughs> True that. Oh, with this, all this COVID stuff, a new strain of COVID has actually popped up in London. And now London is being cut off by the world. It seems that Canada has now restricted all travel from London and Great Britain, and it seems that Brussels is going to follow that up. Hmm. This isn't the first new strain of COVID that has also appeared. I believe a new mutation a while ago, back in like November, was found in China. I mean, that really mixes things up, you know? That's just going to make it harder for us to come out of this. I mean, the flu, flu mutates like every year or so, and they come out with a new vaccine. They seem to be on top of it. I wonder how long it's going to take before the world seems to be on top of COVID. I wonder if that's going to happen in our youth of our lifetime or whether it's going to happen in whether we're like 50 or 60. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true that. Because, I mean, we're already learning how to deal with it. You know, we're not really learning how to come out of it, but really learning how to live with it and deal with it, you know? Yeah, we're definitely I mean, adapting. Our lives have changed. Our day-to-day lives have changed 100%. 
you know, and now it's just normal for us. You're definitely right, Windsor. I mean, a lot of people are used to eating at home now and using apps like DoorDash, Grubhub, all of those sorts of things to just get the food to their house. I wonder if this is going to make uh, society more lazy as a whole or whether it's going to motivate people to actually do something with their life and get outdoors. I mean, I mean, I would say it definitely motivated me because because I was I was right joining school. Kind of just in, I was enrolling into school right as Rona was hitting. And so that kind of made me think, like, should I just wait it off and push it back and keep pushing it back? But then I thought I could push it back forever. And if I wait for COVID, it may never end. <laughs> so I just wanted to get it done, and I wanted to get it done now so that when I get out of it, I will have a job through COVID, and I'll be able to thrive. You know, that's, uh, that's what I had in mind, too. I applied for college in about October, and I got in. But I'd been thinking about college just when I graduated high school back in May. I wanted to get off running, but unfortunately I couldn't because of COVID. And I took some time to think about what I wanted to do with my life. But I think that is kind of what I needed to do. I think COVID kind of gave me a little bit uh, a little bit of time to focus on what I really want to do. But it also kind of pushed me to get out and start doing what I want to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because, I mean, COVID really cut our it cut our high school senior year short. <laughs> for sure. You are right. We missed prom, but we also missed graduation. Not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm honestly happy we missed graduation. I heard it was a laughing show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely saved me some money from buying a cap and gown. Oh, give me a high five <laughs> for that. Both of us didn't buy a cap and gown. They're only as special as you make them, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't think of another instance where I'd wear a cap and gown ever again unless oh, yeah. I was going to, like, a costume party or if I just wanted to be a goober. I don't know. Because my school right now, though, the graduation ceremony is just they drive through the parking lot and a bunch <laughs> of people park and just say bye to them. Yeah. I mean, I think the same thing's kind of happening at my high school. We just sit everyone out in the parking lot in chairs probably six feet apart I call you up to grab your diploma and then send you off. <laughs> oh, me and Windsor were about halfway through our schooling right now. It's uh, it's gone by pretty fast. I'm honestly surprised. Yeah, it has, man. It feels like I started yesterday. You know, <laughs> seriously, I've learned a whole lot, but I still have so much more to learn. Oh yeah, I think both same. of us can say that. Same. Yeah, and it, I don't know. It's weird to see time go by in Arizona because the weather doesn't change much. You know. Oh, is it just always sunny out there? Yep, pretty much. I mean, because right now it's super nice. It gets like 80, 70s, 80s. That's got to be nice. Yeah, but I mean, with the holidays and everything, it's weird. There's no <laughs> snow or anything. Yeah, you got to miss the snow. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, in Colorado, the, the snow's been lacking, honestly, for the past four years. I said this in the last podcast. It's been, it's not been a white Christmas since my uh, early childhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we haven't had a white Christmas in years, years. Yeah, it's, this definitely could be a side effect of global warming. I don't want to say that for sure, but I have no clue what's uh, causing the lack of snow in Colorado recently. Seems like the mountains are still getting it good, though. I know a lot of my skiing buddies are still going up there. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, Windsor, Nathan, and Anakin, and my friend JP, they just went up to, was it Loveland Pass this weekend? I was... Arapahoe Basin. Oh, how was it? It was good. It was super fun. It was oh. dead. There was no one up there. Oh, that must have been nice. Yeah. But I mean, okay, skiing really hasn't changed with COVID. All it is is masks are mandatory. 
Yeah, with sports like skiing and snowboarding, people already have on helmets and, and masks, face masks. And you're away from everyone. You just can't ride the lift with a stranger anymore. Yeah, but honestly, I, I'm not saying that's too bad of a thing. I've only been snowboarding like four or five times. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's great. And we're going up there this next weekend. We're going to Loveland Pass. Oh, I bet that'll be awesome. That's fun because that's, I don't know, what I've seen of it, it just looks like a big party because everyone wants <laughs> to be skiing and Loveland Pass is just a free way to be skiing. Yeah. You don't have to buy a pass or anything. You just go up the pass and just take turns driving with the boys and take turns going down runs. Yeah, and I mean, everyone's being safe too. <laughs> it's not like they're sharing drinks or breathing on each other. Yeah, exactly. One sport that I really miss right now and that I've seen a decline in within the past few years, I know that Windsor loves this sport too, is bowling. It's it's really sad. I've seen two or three bowling lanes in my area be closed down within the last year. And it's honestly sad. I love bowling and I love watching people bowl. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it much more considering that they're closing a lot of the lanes in my area. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all corporations just running everything, you know? Because yeah. there's only so many bowling alleys that are open. Brunswick, Bolero. Um, Paramount, yeah. yeah, all those. I'm hoping that I can see another bowling alley open up near my place. I would love to go bowling with my friends soon, but who knows if that'll happen with COVID too. Bowling with the boys, man. We miss it. Glad to have you back in town, Windsor. It's been a while. Uh, you were in, you were last year about like Thanksgiving? Thanks- yeah, Thanksgiving-ish. Ah. Uh, it's nice. It's weird having a week off because I would have school today, you know, <laughs> and it's a Monday. Yeah. But it's nice to take a break. It's nice to just not really be stressed about anything and just taking it day by day. I think that's what you got to do during this COVID is uh, take your life day by day and kind of do stuff one step at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. I think it's very easy to do that during these times. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Forgot to do this last episode, but I'd like to thank the musical artist who we use. It's a... Uh, dome you can find him on soundcloud and on instagram i'll provide a link for you in the description below to visit this artist he's a great guy and he produces some great music that i personally like uh windsor what type of music do you like i love all types of music joey oh i know all that. types of music you know from bluegrass to jazz to even old style country and, and new hip-hop and stuff i'd say i like every type of music except for country i just i don't like it i can't get down with it but there's good country, there's bad country, Joey. Oh, you're right. There's some good country songs out there. Willie Nelson? Oh. Oh, he's he's country, baby. <laughs> uh, you don't have your hoodie on right now. The Rhyme Sayers oh, one. I don't. I don't. Oh. If you guys who don't know out there, Rhyme Sayers is a record label who's got some great artists around there. Got, uh... Atmosphere. Greaves. Evidence. MF Doom was on Rhyme Sayers for a little bit. MF Doom is a classic. I f- feel like he has, like... 20 different names that he puts himself under there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mad villain. MF Doom is a... He's a G. <laughs> Seriously. He's got some good songs. He's also got some lame ones, though. Is Prof no longer part of Rhyme Sayers? Prof is no longer part of Rhyme Sayers. Oh, that is but unfortunate. I, I think that's good for him. I don't know. Prof is a hype man, you know? His songs is. are hyped and they're rad. But Rhyme Sayers... I don't know. It's, it's not the same as Prof. Wasn't a fit for him, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, he can do better. I'd like to see him do better. I personally love his music, and I'd love to support him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's unfortunate. Before uh, Windsor left for Arizona, he took this prof sticker off of his car, and he slapped it on my old Hyundai Sonata. 
But now the Sonata is no longer with us, and neither is that prop sticker. She's no longer alive. Uh, rest in peace, Sonata. R.I.P. It was a good car, but it was a great first car. But you got a better one. Oh, yeah, I'm very happy with my new Mazda. It goes fast. It's pretty zippy. <laughs> and the cargo space. Oh, it's nice. Personally, I love the hatchback. It, uh... It gives me, I don't want to say a lot more space, but I feel like I have a lot more space in my trunk. And I like the look a lot, but personally, that's just me. I know a lot of people, they like the racing stripes on cars, <laughs> or they like the spoilers, or they like them real loud. Oh, I got a good amount of friends who like the cars loud. Oh, Joey, that's I, I, <laughs> I'm one of those people, that's for sure. Loud and proud. Yeah. She's not fast, but she's loud. You know? <laughs> it's all that matters. You don't need to have a fast car to make it a nice car. Yeah, no, true that. True that. Have you seen, uh, it came out with this new car. I think it was Mercedes, and they didn't have a steering wheel on it. Let's see if I can find that. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've seen this car. It's I've ridiculous. seen this car. They have spherical wheels, right? So the car can go, the wheels can go in any direction. Uh, the name of the car is the Mercedes-Benz Vision AVTR. It's uh, really, really trying to be a futuristic car. I mean, it is definitely a car of the future. Yeah. It can drive sideways. Yes, yes. That's what's, that's what's crazy about it. I, I, would, I would like all of you to take a look at this. It's a really, really unique car, and it's pretty interesting that it doesn't have a steering wheel and instead it just kind of has this little pad that rises out of the car that uh, you move around like a joystick. I wonder how many people will buy this car. It only has one cup holder. I bet it's really expensive. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Look at that. It has vents on the back of the car that lift up when you drive it and it has colors that come out of those vents. They, uh, I watched a video on this a while ago, and they said that they were trying to make this car look like it was alive, which is, that's an interesting new take on it. Yeah. I don't know, with these new cars, I mean, it, they just get more and more just self-steering and self-assisting just technology. Especially with those Teslas. Yeah. Elon Musk loves that. <laughs> Personally, I like Elon Musk a lot. I think he's a pretty cool guy. He is a smart, smart man. Yeah, he is. He uh, he sold flamethrowers for a little bit. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, he uh, for like a few, like I'd say four or six month period, Elon Musk sold flamethrowers for like three hundred dollars a pop. Oh man, they sold out really fast. It was called the Boring Company, run by Elon Musk. Unfortunately, the flamethrower sales have stopped and they've all been shipped. But look at that! Dang. That doesn't even look like a flamethrower. That looks like a gun out of Star Wars. Yes, it does. They only sold 20,000 units. Fire extinguishers sold separately. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing is like a real flamethrower. It really launches the flames. Not like, not like napalm wood where it would stick, but this is like a real propane flamethrower. Oh, they also stopped selling the Boring Company fire extinguishers. Man, I want to get my hands on one of these. The description for it is, buy an overpriced, boring company fire extinguisher. You can definitely buy one for less elsewhere, but this company comes with a cool sticker, and the button is conveniently right above. <laughs> uh. 
Man, the future is here. Seriously, that's for sure. With all the virtual reality tech coming out too, that's really cool. Yeah. Have you ever played with one of those headsets? I have. I have. Oh. It's it's crazy. I'm so jealous. It's cool. It's cool. And they've got such real graphics now too. I they saw do. this commercial where they put on the VR headset and they go fishing and it honestly looked very real. I couldn't tell the difference between like what would be real and that except for the lady was just standing in the middle of the lake floating and not on a boat. <laughs> uh, that was the only odd part about it. Windsor, do you like gaming? I do like gaming. Yes, uh, sir. I think we got to touch base on the, the <laughs> massive flop of Cyberpunk 2077 now. <laughs> I've only heard bad things. Oh, it, I was so excited for this game to come out. It honestly looked like it was amazing. I'd been waiting for a while now. They've been working on it for eight years. And I was really excited. I like the producers of the game, CD Projekt Red. Yeah. I've played some of their games before. And they had Keanu Reeves in the game. Ooh. They've only... Only a few games have done that where they get real actors to play. Uh, I believe Advanced Warfare did that with... I'm forgetting his name. Kevin Spacey, I think? Somewhere. Yeah, I think that's his name. But with Cyberpunk 2077, getting Keanu Reeves, who was a... a very famous at the time for being a meme and just being a good guy. They got him to be in the game, which even hyped it up even more. But then, with this rushed release, it's just so disappointing seeing all of the glitches and just unfinished textures and everything in the game. It's sad. It is sad. You know? I mean, people wanted it and they gave it to him, but they just gave it to him too early. You know, they gotta perfect it. Yeah. I mean, the people wanted it early, though. They were demanding for it. And I guess... They get what they get, but they're throwing a fit. <laughs> One thing that I, I am enjoying about the game is uh, is all of the ridiculous glitches and bugs, though. Some of them are really funny. Yeah. Like, yep. in the game, Cyberpunk 2077, it's all about uh, getting, like, cyborg implantations and becoming more robot than human. And one of the most funny glitches in the game is that you can become a vending machine. <laughs> so really becoming robot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Just to be a vending machine. <laughs> for a whole day. That'd be interesting. But that's the life. I don't think I'd like taking people's money and giving out drinks. But only half all the time. Day. Sometimes they get stuck, you know? Oh yeah. And you get a little bit of attention. But then people start shaking you and rattling you back and forth. That's all you want as a vending machine. <laughs> no one pays attention to you ever. You crave that touch as a vending machine. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a windy week this week in Colorado. Hasn't been that cold, hasn't been that hot, but it's been super windy. Yeah. Picking up Windsor from the airport. Oh, that was a mess. It was so windy, it felt like my car was being thrown off the side of the road. <laughs> Oh, man, I love BIA. That's one heck of a place. really is. We talked about this last episode with all the murals up there. Yup. It's just an odd place. And the demon horse. Oh, that blue demon horse. Nothing nothing says Denver, Colorado like the blue Bronco. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the Broncos, I don't know if you're too much of a sports fan, but wow. We just don't want to talk about them. They're so disappointing. Garbage. So many other teams have great quarterbacks right now. Like uh, the Chargers, they're really turning it around with Josh Herbert. He's doing great as a rookie. But Broncos, they just can't seem to get anyone. I mean, we have, uh, I believe his name's Drew Locke. But I haven't seen anything 
too promising or anything that really makes me believe that this kid can bring the Broncos where I want them to be. Yeah. But we already saw the Broncos win a Super Bowl in our lifetime. Yep, we did, so I'm satisfied. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God bless Peyton Manning for saving the Broncos. <laughs> Yo. Got out of there while he could. He's a legend. Yeah, he is. Does all those nationwide commercials, too? Oh, yes. Didn't he do Subway for a little bit, too? Oh, yeah, he did a couple Subway commercials. I just I personally don't like Subway. Oh, yeah, no, it's garbage. But yeah. but with Peyton Manning, who's <laughs> advertising it, I'll eat some Subway. Yeah, I'll go there once or twice. <laughs> Get a two full foot-long tuna sandwiches. Oh. oh, I don't like tuna. Oh, Joey, you won't like Subway's tuna then. Oh, we used to have a friend named Jackson who worked at a Subway by our high school. He was the worst Subway worker I've ever seen. Oh, terrible. <laughs> In fact, that entire Subway was the worst Subway I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, the man- Jackson's manager actually embezzled around $10,000 and then ran away. I never know if he got caught. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that Subway was pretty bad, but it's still open, surprisingly. Remember one time I asked Jackson for a free sandwich? And he covered it in sriracha sauce and then baked the bread until it was black and gave it to me. Never asking that man for anything free again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I remember getting off of work and then they would tell me to go to the subway and I'd go to the subway and it was just Jackson closing. <laughs> oh, boy, did that store make a mistake by letting Jackson close. Because there is a lot of boys in that store doing some godforsaken things. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not too sure if we can mention it. I'm like in trouble with Subway. <laughs> Got some interesting news this week. I know a lot of people don't like Donald Trump. A lot of people do like Donald Trump. A lot of people just don't care at all for the man. And I respect all of those views. But one thing I think we can all respect is that uh, this week, Donald Trump has signed a Bill for Women's Suffrage Monument in Washington, D.C., the monument is going to be of Susan B. Anthony, and it's going to mark the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. Personally, I'm glad to see that Donald Trump is giving some... Support? Yeah, some support, showing support. Uh, to women? Yes, finally. For uh, a long time, when he was running, there was a lot of vulgar things that Donald Trump has said about women. Yes, yes. Totally agreed. Glad to see that he's trying to give back to those women. Turn, maybe turn around his political image. <laughs> What's uh, interesting is that the sculptor, Jane DeDecker, is from Colorado, and she'll be sculpting the model. The bill was actually introduced by the representative from Colorado. Uh, I'm not, I don't even want to try to pronounce his last name because I'm going to butcher it. Uh, it's his name's Joe though, and he's a Democrat. Let's go, Joe! Woo! <laughs> Speaking of another Joe, uh, this is like the fourth or fifth time that I've seen that Joe Biden will officially become our next president. I mean, I believed it ever since I uh, first saw it. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I'm. I'm not upset about it. I believe that this election was completely fair and that it was not rigged. But uh, I am a little bit upset about how Joe Biden will definitely be sucking up to 
Xin Jinping, the leader of communist China. I've yeah. heard that oh, yeah. he has great sympathy for the leader of communist China. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I don't hate China. I have nothing against the Chinese people, but I do have something against Xin Jinping, their leader. He is an evil man. <laughs> so I hope that Joe Biden will not follow through with being Xin Jinping's little lapdog. But one thing that I know will happen is that uh, China's going to become the next hegemony or world superpower. Oh, yes. It's going to happen in our lifetime, and they I believe will it. probably yeah. be the superpower of our lifetime. It'll be interesting, because for the last about 100 years, it has been the United States, and we've seen how big of an impact that can have around the world. We've seen a lot of other cultures take after the Western idea, uh, clothing, education, military reforms. A lot of stuff has been inspired from the United States within these last 100, maybe even 50 years. So I'm interested to see how that will take part in China and affect the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As you mentioned earlier with the mask wearing, mask wearing started in China due to the amount of pollution and population. And I think that that might be a trend that we'll see develop in our aging years. Oh, yeah. In our lifetime, for sure. For sure. I mean, he's... People are just going to be wearing masks. That's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, the air quality is getting worse and worse. I know that the air quality in Colorado, specifically the Denver metropolitan area, is it's not the best. But as Windsor was telling me earlier, uh, Arizona, actually Phoenix has some pretty bad air quality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they will warn people that it's um, it, it's not good for sensitive people, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. But, I mean, it just, it's weird. You can see it and you can really smell it. Oh, that's no good. And, I mean, when I'm working outside, just working hard and just taking apart, like, big trucks and stuff, like, you feel it when you're just breathing heavy and kind of out of breath. You just feel crappier. I don't know. It's sad to see how, uh, I don't want to say fast because I don't want to believe it's fast, but how quickly our world is kind of deteriorating before our eyes. I, uh, one thing that Elon Musk, uh, going back to him, one of his biggest goals is to colonize Mars. I think that's, uh, it's really interesting and honestly good for him. I, I'd be impressed to see humanity colonize Mars in our lifetime. I think it can be done. Oh, I absolutely honestly. agree with you. There's been a lot of great steps to making humanity a space age civilization within these last even 20 years. We've seen a lot of rockets being taken off. I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, SpaceX, the company that Elon Musk owns, wow, Elon Musk owns, <laughs> he uh, launched a rocket that went back into went into the atmosphere. Came back down and crashed. One of them landed on a platform in the ocean. Dang, okay. Yeah, I think two of them did without crash. Without blowing up? Yeah, without blowing up. Ooh. So that's pretty impressive. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw the one blow up, and he said <laughs> it was a success. Because it blew up, it was su- successful. And I mean, he's a smart man, so he knows what he's talking about. And if it, if he landed another one without it exploding, like, we're getting there. Have you ever listened to some of the podcasts or videos that he's been on? Mm-mm. Oh, man. Uh, one of the podcasts, the Joe Rogan podcast, that's a great podcast. I think you all should give it a listen, or at least try to. But Elon Musk was on there, and he was talking about his greatest fear. And 
This one really caught me by surprise and honestly has me worried too. But he says that his greatest fear is technology and the advancement of technology. He says that he fears that one day technology will rise up against us or it won't be able to, I guess, support us in the way that we need it to. I think it'll support us too much. That's how I see it. You ever seen the movie Wally? Oh, I think with we all have. With all the fat humans just sitting on their hover chairs with everything that's just automated. I think when we all first saw that movie, I think we all kind of had the thought that you're having right now of, you know, that could be us in the future. I think we would all hate to see it happen, but I think the people who are living that life would not hate to see it happen until they have the rude awakening that they do in Wally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But who knows if that'll happen? Only time I, will tell. Yeah, I mean, because people have to work. That's what makes everything work. Yeah. And if people aren't working, then nothing's working. Robots will be working. Yeah, yeah, and some, but someone's got to build the robots until that's the robots true. are building the robots. And I think that's where come to our fault. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of you have seen The Terminator, Skynet. Some pretty scary <laughs> stuff. I don't want to see any of that happening. Recently, not recently, I'd say about half a year ago, Japan, actually, a company that's funded by the Japanese government, created a war mech. You heard me right. A war mech that's completely robotic. It looks like something straight out of Fallout 4. Dang. Yeah. Huh. See, that's crazy. That's, that's wild. Because one of my teachers was telling me there was this, uh, I think her name's Sophia, they call her. Hmm. She's a robot. And she has a social security number. She has a credit card. And is that everything. the one with the social media? Uh, yup. I've yep. seen that. And it's crazy. I mean, there's, there's a robot that has a social security number, you know? It's crazy how there's already AIs around us in the world. And we don't even really notice how big they impact our life. That Alexa, the Google Home, the Siri. cars, yeah. you know, 2020 vehicles. Like, it's crazy. Those are all computer modulated, you know? It's just you're driving a computer. It's crazy how badly an EMP or a solar flare would affect the world. Oh, yeah. 200 years ago, probably wouldn't have done anything. Maybe shut off some lights. But now, the entire world would basically crash like a computer. Yep, yep. Except for countries that don't fully depend on technology. Like the Amish. Yeah. Because they're above us all. Amish and Mennonites, (laughs) they got something, right? True that. You fan of Weird Al Yankovic? Oh, of course. Oh, I think oh, we all are. Can't, when you mention Amish, I just can't help but think of Amish Paradise. Oh, Amish great Paradise, song. that is, that's a banger. That's a classic. Oh, but I, I like the original even more. Coolio, Gangster's Paradise. You that's can't get better one. than that. Oh, yeah, no, that's a real good one. Ooh. I love me some Coolio and some old rap. Yup, yup. I like the, the Wu-Tang Clan. I like to get a, a mix of East and West Side. I like Biggie. And I like Tupac. I don't oh, yeah. have a favorite, though. 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. I'm from Colorado. <laughs> We're central. We don't play favorites. Midwest, baby. All right. We definitely play favorites. <laughs> we like rhyme series out here. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think... Do you know of any artists that have come out of Colorado? I'm pretty sure Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, they're from Colorado. So is the Lumineers and the Flowbots. Oh, yeah, the Flowbots, you're right. I can't think of any other bands that have come out of Colorado, though. Except for, uh, again, shouting out our artist, Dome. Provide the link below to go access his page. He's also from Colorado. But can't think of any other big ones. 
Oh. Oh, wow. I feel really stupid. Oh, wow. <laughs> where, where was he? Where was he born? Where is, is he from? Wow, this is really embarrassing. Take me home, country roads. I think some of you will catch on soon. Oh. John Denver was born in Roswell, New Mexico. Wow. <laughs> uh, we're both idiots. Oh. Well, yeah. His last name's Denver, though, so it counts. You know? Yeah. Say that he's an no, honorary. He's, from, he's not human. He's from Roswell, New Mexico. Mm. He's an alien. Talking to Windsor about this on the way over. Conspiracy theories. They've really... They've really gotten a lot bigger within the time of us being born and alive. Yeah. Bigfoot's a big one. Oh. And it's all... It, I mean, since we were little, you know? Personally, I'd like to believe that Bigfoot is real. I believe in the idea of Bigfoot. Yes. Just like, uh... You gotta believe in the idea of Santa for him to be real. Exactly. Santa you know? is as real in my heart as Bigfoot. And, uh, the Loch Ness monster? That, that one's probably fake. I think they proved yeah. it was just, like, a floating wooden log. <laughs> <laughs> but Bigfoot's real. Yeah. I'd love to take a trip down to Roswell, New Mexico. Just kinda see Area 51, take a photo in front of it. I know there's no way I could get in. <laughs> Let's do an Area 51 raid. <laughs> <laughs> That was ridiculous how I think it was like a year ago. Yeah. They were trying to do an Area 51 raid, like 50 people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that is funny. And then they also, what was another one that they tried to do? I feel like they got another mass following going to try to do something silly. Instagram and TikTok, they really... TikTok oh. rules the world now. There's Seriously. like old people on TikTok, you know, like Gordon Ramsay and stuff. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's harsh. I respect them. I like seeing the, the quality content that they produce, though, some of them. Some of the content's really just cheesy and goofy, and it's like, come on, think it through. But other of it, it's, uh, it's really wholesome and heartfelt. I follow Gordon Ramsay on Instagram. He does some, he has some good posts. He makes fun of a lot of people who call him out and say, like, hey, Gordon, you don't know how to cook. This is how you cook. And then they throw down, like, a 15-pound slab of meat and throw, like, a pound of salt and pepper on it. <laughs> and then Gordon Ramsay will just critique him and be like, no, you muffin, this is how you do it. So I, I can appreciate some old people on Instagram, but some of them, they really get on my nerves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know it's weird to see the old population trying to kind of fit in with with the newer population or the newer generation. I like seeing it. I like uh, I like seeing them being able to communicate with the younger generation, especially with COVID. A lot of the older generation is stuck inside, and I like seeing them be able to communicate through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, through like FaceTime calls or Zoom meetings. It's awesome to be able to still have them be part of our life because I know they still want to. Yeah. Oh yeah. But one thing that really I've been thinking about a lot during this COVID pandemic is the poor people in the nursing homes. They, they're really just stuck there. They can't get out. Yeah, yeah. They can't do anything. Sending out my, lots of love to all of the people in the nursing homes. I don't think anyone will listen to this podcast in the nursing home. But if you are, God bless your soul. We love you. Wishing you well.
Happy holidays. And to the little kids, man. You Uh, know, like the little elementary schoolers, the second, third graders, it just, they don't know what's going on and they got to do online school. And it's like, how are you supposed to make a kid that age do online school? Yeah, like, I don't want to be too harsh on them, but I think that kids could definitely still learn and educate themselves doing online school. But it is definitely harder. I couldn't imagine being a little third grader or fourth grader going through class. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, doing it online. Like, that's just, I don't know, that's just too hard on the kids. I know this is a little inappropriate off topic, but God, it's got to be hard to teach sexual education over online classes. Those poor kids are probably so embarrassed. I bet the the parent will walk by and the kids talk, the teacher's talking about sexual education and it comes through the laptop. That kid's got to be so embarrassed. Oh man, they should, they cannot do sexual education online. That's just... I can see so many ways where that's going to go wrong and the kids are just going to not pay attention and just make jokes constantly. Yeah. Same with, like, all of the classes. It's a real struggle for these kids to learn right now. Except for the ones who have already been through the loop and have been learning in school and possibly already working through some online schooling. Through my high school experience, I already had some experience with online classes. Whether it's Google Classroom, Schoology, Khan Academy, I already had some knowledge of what to do and how it was going to work. Yeah, because my middle school was a a solidly like device-based school where we did all of the work online, but we just, we still showed up. Everything was just like all the assignments and everything was online. Damn. So when I came to high school, it was just, it wasn't new to me. Yeah. Like a lot of the, I'd say people from probably middle school right now, they can probably still learn. Kids in high school can probably still learn unless they have some learning disabilities or just really don't want to. Yeah. But I can't imagine how hard it is for elementary schoolers to be learning right now. Oh, they moved. Uh, this happened when we went from elementary to middle school. They moved sixth grade to middle school. Okay, okay. I was, I was in, I was in middle school when I was in sixth grade. Oh, really? At um, Bell Middle School. Oh, wow. See, in at Golden. Fairmount Elementary, I went from kindergarten to sixth grade. Then seventh grade middle school? Yeah, I started seventh grade at Drake Middle School. Okay, yeah. But now they added on an entire new section to my old middle school for sixth grade. It's crazy. Because I was the first group of sixth graders at Bell Middle School. Wow. Yeah, I was the first class of sixth graders there. Well, I guess that's a change that they'll be making. Because I know they used to have, um, what, ninth grade in junior high? Yeah. So it would be like seventh, eighth, ninth, and then high school would be 10th, 11th, 12th. You know, it was, now that we're talking about this, it's kind of funny. I was looking through the grandpa on my mom's side, God bless his heart. Uh, I was looking through some of his records that she saved, and I saw that when he went to school, and I believe it was Missouri, he had a, like, primary education, which was K through 8, and then a secondary education, which was just basically high school. They didn't have any middle school or anything like that. Huh. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. So it's, it's kind of cool to see how education is changing and developing throughout the years, especially within these last 200. You have the addition, not, I wouldn't say addition, they've been around, but uh, more of an inclusion of apprenticeships and tech schools, like the ones that we and, me and Windsor are attending. Yeah, oh yeah. Because we both go to year-round schools. Yeah. What do you think about year-round schooling? 
I like it. It's short and it's sweet. They get everything done as fast as they can do it. Which if you're yeah. not with, I mean, if you fall behind, you really fall behind and you got to stay on top of all that stuff. But I like it. I enjoy it because what I got a week off for Christmas, which is it's perfect. Anything oh. more, I would just be like, I need to go do something, you know? Yeah, you start fooling around. Yeah. I really like year-round schooling too. I, uh, I go to school three days a week and then the rest of the days of the week, I am free to work, have free time, uh, pursue hobbies. It's great. I have a lot of free time, but I also have a lot of time devoted to learning. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, school, school makes working hard and working makes school, schooling hard, you know, but, but you mean, with the online stuff it makes it so much easier because <laughs> I can just kind of schedule around my work almost. Yeah. What's great about, uh, all of this, what or I get not great, but one positive thing about all these classes moving to be online is that there's a lot more mobility and availability too. Yeah. People can do a lot more stuff. Like uh, a few of my classmates out in the Lombard campus in Chicago, I see them door dashing while they're in the zoom meeting for school or I see them folding laundry or making masks to sell to people. People have got to hustle and they can learn while they do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Multitasking is a great skill. I cannot stress that enough. I can say that I can multitask somewhat well. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still young. I'm getting there. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Cause, so half my school is in person and then the other half is online. Mm. And that in-person stuff, that's the important stuff. That's all the labs. That's taking stuff apart, putting it back together, measuring stuff and making sure it's within specifications. But all the online stuff, I'm multitasking to it. You know, it's not, it's not really hard stuff. It's just more the basic concepts you got to grasp. And if you can grasp them, then you just got to watch the videos. I completely agree with, uh, that's kind of the same with my school. I have half online, half in person with a lot of labs. The labs are very important. And so is most of the in-person work, but some of the online person work, I can really multitask. I can throw on a video that's telling me about the history of radio production for like 20 minutes and I can fold my laundry, put it all away in that time and also learn about the history of radio production. Yeah. Yeah. It's another positive about school being online. One negative, though, is uh, these Zoom meetings. I couldn't imagine being a teacher during this time. You couldn't pay me enough to be oh, a teacher. Oh, man, just to record yourself teach. Whew, yeah, and all these kids, I can't imagine it's easy to control, like, 30 kids over a Zoom meeting, let alone control 30 kids in a classroom. Bless these teachers' hearts. Dude, yeah, oh, yeah. Cause so I don't have Zoom meetings at school. I just have all the pre-recorded lectures. Oh, which I don't know. That's kind of rough because they write stuff on the board and they're trying to like tell, show you what they're writing, but you can't see it. Like there's such a bad glare. Like you can't ask them questions in real time either. Yeah, yeah. So it's rough. I mean, you can pause it and go back to it, but which is kind of nice. But I mean, still, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, we're all making it work. Oh yeah. And that's what I'm really happy to see is that a lot of people are pushing through this COVID pandemic and not letting them uh, get stuck in it and get in mopey ways. One oh, important yeah. thing I think to do is uh, get outside and start getting yourself involved with things that you enjoy. And just stay busy. Yeah, like me and Windsor have been talking about, we pursue stuff outside of school to keep ourselves busy that maybe might involve our schoolwork, but uh, 
Yeah. Oh yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Cause I'll just be like fiddling with car stuff and just not even car stuff, stuff that just works or doesn't work, and I'll just fix it. And I just get enjoyment out of that. You yeah. Know? It's the little things in life that you really gotta enjoy and pay attention to. Don't focus on the big picture too much. Like uh, this podcast, little thing that I enjoy doing on a weekly basis. I hope that you listeners enjoy listening too. Please give some feedback. Uh, please tell me who you'd like to hear on here and what you'd like to hear us talk about. Appreciate it so much. Again, I'd like to thank Windsor for coming on today. I know that might be a little bit of a challenge since you're in Arizona most of the time, but I'm really glad that you could come out to Colorado and join me on this podcast today. Yeah, well, it's nice being here, Joey. I mean, I like it, you know? I miss Colorado and I missed all the boys. Oh, it's great to have you back in Colorado, man. Well, that's going to be it for this podcast and we are signing off. I'll catch you next week on the Gumby and Wumby Show. Hope you all have a great night, a good morning, and a great afternoon. I've jumped in.